Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. I'm Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist and Vice President of Altius Financial, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Williams, Founder and President of Altius Financial. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be with you here on the cusp of uh, Independence Day. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm uh, glad you guys are listening. Yeah. So we're going to kind of dive into Independence Day, what it means to us, um, and really just some of our thoughts on how that ties into relating to your finances as well. And so first, let's get started with our disclaimer. Mike, do you want to cover that disclaimer really quick? This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of investment advice or financial planning. No client advisor relationship is formed by our broadcasting this information or your listening to it. The use of this information or any materials linked to in this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant as a substitute for professional financial advice. If you're needing specific advice for your situation, please reach out to your certified financial planner or if you're interested in learning more about our firm, our people, or our philosophy, please reach out to us at our website, altiusfinancial.com, or you can reach us directly by email at michael@altiusfinancial.com or taylor at altiusfinancial.com. I really just want to start with, um, you and I had done some talking before this episode, and we really kind of dove into, well, what, is, what does Independence Day mean to us? And what does it mean to us in the relation of finances? I, I think a lot of people think about, you know, like hot dogs and hamburgers and being around family. Um, you can think about the independence of our country, but how does it really tie to finances? And I think both of us, one of the first things that came to our mind was this reading that we've given to family, friends, clients, and it's called Walking Tall. Um, and we both really agreed that it might be worthwhile just to have others hear that or be able to read it. And so, Mike, do you want to start off with just reading out the you Walking just Tall? Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I think we should all hear about yeah, it. Yeah, that's the title of our episode today, Walking Tall on Independence Day. And I'm, I'm going to, this isn't very long and hopefully uh, you guys will follow along with it, but it's, it's sort of a mindset type of thing and it's called Walking Tall. And here it is. Um, your savings and investments, believe it or not, affect the way you stand, the way you walk, the tone of your voice. In short, the physical well-being and self-confidence that you have. A person without savings is always running. They must. They must take the first job offered. They sit nervously on life's chairs because any small emergency throws them into the hands of others. Without savings, a person must be too grateful. Gratitude is fine in its place, but a constant state of gratitude is horrible in which to live. A person without savings can walk tall. They may appraise opportunities in a relaxed way, having time for judicious estimates and not be rushed by economic necessity. A person with savings can afford to resign from their job if their principles so dictate, and for this reason, they will never need to do so. One, can who, one who can afford to quit is much more useful to his company and therefore more promotable. They can afford to give their employer the benefit of their most candid judgments. A person always concerned about the necessities such as food and rent can't afford to think in long-range terms. A person with savings can be free. They can take a level stare into the eyes of anyone, friend, stranger, or enemy. It shapes their personality and character. The ability to save and consume less than you produce 
has nothing to do with the size of income. Many high-income people who spend it all are on a treadmill. The dean of American bankers, J.P. Morgan, once advised a young broker, take waste out of your spending, you'll drive haste out of your life. If you don't need money for college, a home, or retirement, then save for confidence. The state of your savings and investments does have a lot to do with how tall you walk. <laughs> applause. <laughs> Round of applause. Insert applause you know, I've, I've been, here. <laughs> uh, I read that occasionally myself, and I, like you said, we, we give it to clients, and it always strikes me as, yeah, that, that's intuitive. I mean, people who, people who have money and who've done that kind of long-term thinking about their life, uh, planning, you know, and this is a little self-serving because that's what we do. We help people plan, and they think about their money long-range that way always do have more confidence. They can, they can take more risks or they can jump into things or jump out of things uh, based on that confidence. And I think that's related to Independence Day. You know, sometimes in the financial industry, we talk about financial independence and, and what does that mean? And, and so that's partly what we want to do is just have a little conversation about that on getting close here to Independence Day and, and talk about the meaning of it. Yeah. We all know really what, Independence. Well, maybe everybody knows what Independence Day is for us and where it came from, and we're being independent from Great Britain. Um, I actually don't think that that's the case. I think that's. You know, I mean, this is maybe my kind of crusty side coming out, but I don't think enough Americans really do have an appreciation for what Independence Day is. You know, people call it like you said. You know, it's a it's a holiday, and we do yeah. some grilling, and it's. I think that's great. You know, fireworks and grilling and family uh, time. Yeah, family time and patriotic songs and. All that is a great part of the celebration, but that's that should be to serve and honor the whole idea of declaring independence. And I do think people should be much more aware of the history of that time period and what it means to them today. Yeah. Well, and what if you had to say, here's one thing I want to make sure all of our listeners know about the history of that time period is, could you really break it into one one key item or two key items that need to be discussed. Yeah, I think or... so. I, I think one key thing is that, that most Americans don't realize how revolutionary or how unique that idea and the birth of this country is. That's one thing. I mean, and when I say unique, it's like that had never happened before. It never, you never had a country that was born from ideas. You know, this idea of each individual having their own right to their life, their pursuit of happiness, their happiness, their property. You know, that they were the center, uh, individuals were the center of what would become the government. And um, that idea is how the country was born. And every other country in the history of humanity was born of conquest, not of ideas, but of somebody saying, we're going to take that land over. <laughs> Those people are now are going to become our slaves and somebody else's slaves. Yeah. So it's a very unique thing. To, to declare that. To, and, you know, they were very thoughtful. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, there's all kinds of revisionism in my mind and all kinds of, uh, you know, I would even say BS that's going on with regard to uh, rewriting history about the founding of this country. And so I think it's important for us, especially in the context of how it applies to markets, investing, self-confidence, walking tall. I think it's important for us to make sure we, we acknowledge the, the founding of this country was based on that idea of every individual being, first of all, equal before the law, you know, equal in that sense, 
and self-governing, you know, being, being someone who's in charge of their own life. So yeah. I think those are really crucial ideas that, you know, and again, m- many of our clients and audience already get that, yeah. but for those who maybe aren't listening, maybe they should investigate or learn more about that. Well, and I, I think having that little history discussion, it does kind of tie back to what we were talking about with the excerpt from Walking Tall, because it's, you have this, fi- you're basically born with these inalienable rights. You've got the ability to have self-proclaimed decisions on, here's what I'm going to do with my time. Here's what I'm going to do with my energy. Here are the decisions I'm going to make with my money. And then, um, as my family likes to say, like all the doors are open until you start closing them. So, I mean, you've, you've got all the doors open and you can continue walking tall as long as you're making the right financial decisions for yourself and yeah, and um, learning. I mean, you, you never make them all hundred percent right. I mean, uh, that's the other thing is that independence means I get to use my own judgment. And that also means I get to keep what I produce and reap what I sow, so to speak, and be rewarded for, for the good ideas and the virtues that I act upon, but also be penalized or set back or have to learn from my failures. You know, I, I'm, that's what it means to be a human being is to be able to say, well, I own that. I, I own both the, the positives that I've created and I own the failures and, and I want that. I want that for myself and I want that uh, for my fellow citizens. And that's, it, it does, I mean, it, it, in my view, it's one of those things that created a virtuous society because people were doing the best they could with realizing that they're working for their own, um, benefit, um, you know, working for their own happiness, um, that, that creates a certain kind of culture of people who say, yeah, I'm, I'm independent. I can take care of myself and, and I'm not going to be a a burden on my family or my community. I'm going to be the one of the ones who's pulling the cart, so to speak. Yeah. Well, so what, what kind of advice would you give to our listeners who are maybe saying, oh, this all resonates with me. I want to be financially independent, but hey, I, w- I work in a specific field. I, I can only do what I can do. I mean, is your advice to that person to say, nah, quit, go off on your own, figure it out, learn the hard way. You'll have the independent ups and well, downs. Well, that's, that's a really good it... question because you're talking about, you know, should someone, if they want to become more financially independent, should yeah. they now say, well, I need to become an entrepreneur? Do yeah. I, should I be the one who starts a company and reaps much more, you know, of what I sow in terms of the, the profits or, or, you know, the failures. And, and I, I don't invite, I don't advise that for, for anyone at all or everyone at all. I think that that itself is a difficult decision to be able to say, am I entrepreneurial enough? Do I have enough of a, uh, risk, um, appetite, risk tolerance to be able to, and, and the sort of emotional roller coaster that an entrepreneur has to endure, uh, isn't for everyone. But that doesn't mean you can't work towards financial independence. And I, we've talked about this before, Taylor. We, you know, even if you're an employee and even if you're a young person, you know, in your first job and you're employed by someone else, that by definition means you're not really truly an entrepreneur, you still can have an entrepreneurial mindset. And that's part of what Walking Tall is talking about. You know, how do I have the mindset of thinking, you know, anticipating, thinking, planning, uh, not consuming all my time or consuming all my money being judicious about those things and then becoming more valuable in that way. And if someone thinks in terms of, quote, me incorporated, meaning that even if I'm an employee, I have the ability to think within a certain scope of having freedom of, of the decisions that I make and becoming more valuable, they will, they will inevitably become more financially independent. 
That's been my experience. And I think that's just a principle that works. And so, like you said, most of our clients are aware of this, this history of, of the uh, founding and they're likely, I mean, this is the interesting part, the people who need us the most yeah. are the ones who oftentimes don't come to us. Yeah, or don't right. want to pay for it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the people the who challenge. need us the least oftentimes are the ones who, who already understand some of these principles, but they're always wanting, seeking better ideas and better advice or better ways to impl- implement the principles. And they are, they're very happy to pay for you know, expertise and be able to delegate and to be able to continue to benefit from some of the principles that they know are true. And, and then they can you know, be more specialized in the kinds of things that they want to spend their time on, whether it's work or leisure and their retirement or whatever it might be. Yeah. Well, so just kind of recapping what you just said. So you don't have to be an entrepreneur in order to be independent. Um, it's really based on what kind of actions are you taking to be more independent in your role. Right. And you can be entrepreneurial within different roles. You just need to be open to saying, hey, maybe I have a way that this can be done better. Um, Be open and have management that is open to you making suggestions to say, hey, let's make progress. Let's continue to grow. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, you and I have talked about, uh, and and it seems like your generation sometimes very positively is interested in like side, you call it side hustles. I call it side gigs. But, you know, having something that they go, well, okay, here's my career. Here's the job, and I'm not an entrepreneur, but on the side, I'm pursuing some things that I'm interested in and passionate about, and maybe can, can generate income. And those are the seeds of maybe potentially a future business, right? Um, a person can always do both. Uh, it always depends on how well they're willing to manage both their time and money. And that's, you know, that's one of the key things. We help people manage their money, but you know, managing your time is even more important. Yeah, definitely. You know, as we talk about with our own habits, you know, how do I, how do I decide to, you know, what's the most important thing on my plate today? You know, what am I doing to make sure I rejuvenate and do some self-care? You know, am I managing my energy? Those are all, you know, they may be time versus energy versus money, but those are all very much interconnected. And and the cool thing is that the, the founding fathers of this country understood that and wanted to pursue it themselves. You know, they weren't, they really weren't like career politicians. They were, yeah. many of them were ambitious politically, uh, although they had a whole different culture back then. To me, it's amazing. And, and, and I may have mentioned to you, I'm reading, uh, I actually finished uh, a biography on Washington and all of those guys were in a sense really ambitious politically, but they wanted, they didn't want to come across that way. The style of the time was to say, you know, look, you know, I, I've got a farm to take care of and I got a business to take care of and I got this you know, family to take care of. And if you really need me, I will serve, but I'm not like going to go out and try to pursue that like today's politicians do. Yeah. And that was a more, in my mind, a more appropriate and tactful and appropriate way um, of pursuing political office. But they were- Well, was that more because the, at that time, most of those political type positions were like appointed by like, royalty? No, th- there's some of that. I mean, you know, certainly the colonies had royal governors and so, but, but even before that, I mean, even before they, uh, you had the colonies, uh, there, you know, there had been explorers and, and people, pilgrims and so forth who come o- came over to the U.S. or to the North America and h- had, had kind of made their own way. And that's, that's another unique thing about that group of people who, who had been here for, you know, decades 
well before the Declaration of Independence. And, and had, like I said, they were independent themselves. They were used to not just having you know, this, uh, any kind of welfare state or any kind of even king and royalty telling them what to do. They were used to making their own decisions. And if they had to, they came together as a community and said, okay, we got to solve this problem. But they were already had that mindset of being, you know, we're here and we're self-starters because we're, you know, that's, that's how we got here in the first place. And our, and if we weren't, you know, we would starve. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If we don't act, we're going to die. And so we got to act and start making our way and, you know, making our, homes and, and, you know, cultivating our fields and hunting and, and building our businesses, so to speak. So they, there was that man, mindset of independence even before the Declaration of Independence. And they had that culture like, you know, we are self-starters, self-regulated, self-governing. Um, and that that's what, you know, kind of made things come to a head ultimately when they were being told, you know, what they had to do in terms of taxes and, you know, the 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 crown wanting to take advantage of them at the time. Um, I don't know if that answered your question or not, but. I think so. Well, so maybe for some of our listeners who might be saying, well, okay, yeah, but that seems like that was forever ago. And I understand how the finances apply to me today, but is there anything maybe historic that applies to us today? I mean, should we talk about maybe how what's going on in Ukraine kind of ties into a similar concept of independence and you know that's a really good point i mean the to, to bring it full circle to here today and now um you know we're the beneficiaries of having a country with mostly freedom i i i say and i tell this all the time to people that you know that's not a guarantee and we need to be fighting for it ourselves but it's re- really interesting to watch the the heroism in my mind of the ukrainian people and in a sense, you know, they are an independent state, independent nation. Now, Putin doesn't believe that. He thinks that it's uh, it's all, you know, this one big Russian empire uh, and Ukraine is part of it. And he's wanting to assert that. But the Ukrainian people are, are and they, they have for even much longer than the U.S. has even been in existence. There's been that kind of tension with that part of the world. Um the Ukrainian people have always felt like there's a different identity to them versus the Russians. And, um, and they're asserting it. They're, they're saying, no, we, we are, we're willing to fight to the death to maintain our independence from this, this, uh, monster of Putin and the, the massive, uh, military he's built up to, to subjugate them. So I think, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, I think the Ukrainians are an inspiration. Yeah. You know, they, they certainly, as I've talked about, I think maybe we talked about it on a prior podcast, you know, I, I had the opportunity to speak there and the people I came across definitely, um, wanted freedom and wanted to preserve it. And you could tell they had that fire in their eyes of saying, you know, we're, we're not going to give this up. You know, yeah. we, we will fight to the death, um, to maintain our independence from, from Russia. And it, I think, you know, I, it's a political football, obviously to say, okay, well, should the, should the. United States be supporting that? Should we be, you know, pushing NATO to go further to defend the Ukrainians against the Russians? And that, does that turn into a world war? Um, but I, for one, I think it's really good that we are, um, without putting boots on the ground and putting American soldiers at risk, we are supporting the Ukrainian cause. And that's the cause of freedom and independence that we're talking about. Yeah. So Taylor, let me turn around and ask you, what do, what do you, what is 
both, I mean, you, you know, I've talked about this, so it's, you know, it's, we have a compatible view about, you know, the whole idea of planning and being planful and, and financial independence. But what does Independence Day mean to you in that, in that context? In the context of finance or? Both finance and like the, the walking tall excerpt that we talked about, but also in terms of Independence Day and, you know, this, this idea of un- the unique American experience um, and, and like I said, the, the, the patriotic holiday that we celebrate. Yeah. So from the patriotic holiday, we celebrate context of things. I kind of think of Fourth of July as like the U.S. version of it seems like what everyone else has, which is probably horrible because that counters. It's a, I'm the yeah, I'm your case what you study. <laughs> I'm exactly what <laughs> I'm the person that you're saying you need to go back to what our founding principles are. Um, and that's probably the case. I think in my mind, I've I've always looked at Fourth of July as more of a opportunity to celebrate being a free country, celebrate having the ability to to do what you want, to own land, to live where you want, to travel as you want. Um, but I've I've also been blessed to have that experience to do the Independence Day in France as well. And so and it's like ten days later, it's the fourteenth of July. And so comparing the two, I I feel they're very similar celebrations. Now, is that Bastille Day we're talking about? Yeah, Bastille yeah. Day. Yeah, I mean, I you're right. I I'm kind of going. Wait a second. Hold on. This isn't. This is unique. And and you're saying, well, it's not necessarily unique. And I agree with you that if one travels, and this is, I think, yeah. really important. And I encourage my daughters to travel, and they have they've traveled in some ways more than I have. Um, you realize that, yeah, you know, you know, there's there's certain things that are really universal with regard to human experience, and lots yeah. of people all over the world, not just born here in America, have the whole idea of, you know, I want to be free. Yeah, and so. Um, and that's the French kind of got what it wrong. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the talk about a disaster. I mean, the the French Revolution was an absolute disaster, bloody disaster, right? I mean, yeah. you have the American Revolution, where actually there was a lot of bloodshed, but nothing in in the way of chaos and anarchy that happened after they won. You know, they, they were just chopping off heads of of royalty. Um, so I think they got it wrong. And the other thing I would say about that is that, I mean, you're right that. There is this idea of patriotism, and the Russians are patriotic, right? They're yeah. patriotic Russians. And, I, people... and I'm sure they have a day that they celebrate as well. And that right. we, I mean, I have no idea what day it would be, but I'm sure they have some kind of day right. where they say, let's get the family together. This Lots is something like that, that's right? historical where Russia had some kind of achievement. And so that's where I actually, and this is worth, you know, maybe ending on. I think, I think it's really important for people, uh, all people, to be patriotic, but it's, what are you patriotic for? Yeah. You know, if a per and this is where I, I have warned in, in our newsletters and, and even on our podcast before, you know, I think we in the US are becoming more authoritarian and the whole nationalism thing I think is dangerous. You know, and people might n- have a hard time making a distinction between, well, Mike, you're you're saying be patriotic and wave the flag and have this big celebration of American independence on on the fourth of July. Um, but that's where the deeper meaning is. It, the we're saying, I'm saying, be patriotic toward the ideal of individual freedom and independence, yeah. not be patriotic to the motherland or the fatherland, right? Yeah. Love it or leave it. You know, um, the idea of because I live here in this region, we must be the best. That's yeah. nationalism. That's patriotism toward a collective, not the kind of patriotism I'm talking about where we're saying be patriotic to the idea of walking tall, of each individual having 
unique abilities and the ability to, to make their own way in the world and, and to do the best they can with their life and to walk tall and increase their own confidence and financial independence. That's what I say is be, in, be patriotic toward that ideal. Yeah. No, I think that I couldn't have put it any better myself. <laughs> I think that's just perfectly Well, I, I think that's, uh, you know, enough. We, you know, I, we just think it's important for people to realize we're, we are patriotic toward both that ideal of the American founding and the American independence, but, but connected to that, uh, to the idea of you individually realizing that your money matters, your, the decisions you make with your time, your energy, and, and therefore your money, the wealth that you either produce or consume and save for the future. Uh, or, or save for the future are, are important. And it's important to, to be thoughtful about that and also to plan it and to, to work on your own confidence and independence. And we hopefully can help you do that. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, we invite you to like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. If you can search for us just look for altius financial it's all in one word um we hope you're following along with our terminology tuesdays we're trying to present a new term each week and hopefully those are insightful for you and maybe a little bit of a refresher or a learning course for some basic financial knowledge once again hope you guys have a wonderful week if you have any questions or any suggestions for future podcast episodes feel free to reach out to us i'll at www.altiusfinancial.com or Mike or Taylor at altiusfinancial.com. Have a wonderful week. I hope you guys all are able to celebrate with friends, family, loved ones, and I hope that looking at this helps you kind of recalibrate what does independence mean to me. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Happy 4th. 